Hello? It's happening. Three attacks so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Emma. And welcome back to an exciting episode of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. It's super exciting, not only because we're covering the latest Scream, but we also have a very, very special guest host today. Yes, we do. Not only is it a a Scream fanatic, but it is actually our brother, our very own. Please join us in welcoming Austin. Oh, how wonderful to see you, darlings. It is me. Slash oh my <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, apparently. <laughs> so Austin has two movies that he watches. Mrs. Doubtfire and then Scream. So if we ever cover Mrs. Doubtfire, he will be back on the podcast. And when he's feeling sad, the Titanic. Yeah, and the Titanic. I'm so excited that he's here, that he's agreed to be here because he is on um, a completely different uh, coast of the United States. So um, he has light and we are looking at the moon right now, but we are all together to talk about the latest installment in Dare I say, the greatest horror franchise to ever exist. Dare I say it? She dares. But I don't think I'm alone. I- Double dare. Austin, see? Austin dares. Austin, I'm I'm so sad to tell you that they will not be able to see your rainbow feather boa. Oh, damn. Whenever we I post just this. put this thing on for the podcast. <laughs> they can't see it? <laughs> use, your, use your mind's eye. Yeah, it's listeners. great. It's use fantastic. your mind's eye for the... For the rainbow feather boa that Austin is wearing. <laughs> but this is normally the spot where I introduce a movie of the week. I already did. Um, so I need to introduce Austin a little bit because I'm sure some of you guys are like, what the hell is this dude doing here? Austin has a very special relationship with Scream. He has seen... Austin, if you had to guess how many times you've seen oh the original Scream. Oh my god. Scream. I mean, I, I, this is literally no joke. Over a thousand times. I mean... I fall asleep. Are you serious? I, I, I fall asleep. I used to fall asleep to it every night before bed. Like, that like I, is amazing. Like, it helped me sleep at night. Like, just hearing Drew Barrymore scream in that opening scene, I mean, I've never <laughs> felt and never slept so peacefully. <laughs> That's what I'm like with true crime. I, I swear to God, Austin, I'll put on, like, a true crime podcast and fall asleep, lis- fall asleep listening to it, which is really fucked up. But, you know, there it is. No, it's amazing. I gotta tell you, Austin, I have a little surprise for Ooh. you. <laughs> We're going to have to prove yourself a little Ooh. bit because you can't just say I've seen Scream a thousand times like you're you're just some person on a podcast. Why should they believe you? So I might have a little surprise trivia. Ooh. His face. I love a good trivia. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you like this one. I have two questions for every movie up to Scream 4. I don't have anything for Scream 5, but. Let's just go ahead and get going, shall we? You ready for some Scream trivia? Of course. All right. So, question one. What is the name of the fictional town where Scream is set? Seriously, girl. Okay. Seriously. It's so funny because, like, whenever Kate said that, I was like, oh, God, what is it? (laughs) 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 Which just kind of shows the realm. Emma, Emma, what Um, is it? What town? I, I know that, like... I'm trying to think of the reporter who does the whatever murders. Like she writes the book on it. Oh <laughs> my god! The reporter that does the okay. whatever murders. Courtney, Cox. what is this? 
Okay, oh, enlighten me, Woodsboro, Austin. Emma. Austin, Woodsboro. help her out. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. I knew Woodsboro. Uh, All right. Emma might know this one, but I, I want to see if Austin knows it. This is my only other question for the original Scream. I need you to complete this line. It's from Randy Meek's Famous Rules. Rule number one, you can never have sex. The minute you get a little nooky, you're as good as gone. Sex always equals death. Rule number two, never drink or do drugs. The sin factor is an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say I'll be right back. Oh, yes! so good. I was going to say run upstairs. Because you won't be back. That's great. Because you won't be back. All right. But we're moving on to Scream 2. We got to go fast. So Scream 2, this, this is a trivia question that um, I just really enjoyed this part of the movie. It is not relevant to any other part of the movie or any part of the franchise. But how does Maureen, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, suggest catching the killer in Stab? Oh, damn. What? She screams it at the movie hmm. screen. Well, whenever I think about that scene, I think of scary movie. So <laughs> I'm thinking about Brenda with her hot wings screaming at the movie. So I can't. Not Brenda with the hot So I can't think that. about Jada Pickett Smith. It's you're just too ingrained in, in the I, scary. I literally, movie. that's the, I, I did. I did forget about that one. I do remember that scene, but what I what comes to mind is uh, scary movie references. See, I was softening you up with the Woodsboro question because I got some hard hitters later. And we're, we're on movie number two. Damn. All right. Well, I will help you out with this one because I, I have a feeling you're going to be kicking yourself when I say it. Whenever Maureen is watching Stab, she says, hang up the phone and star 69 his ass. Oh. <laughs> Shame on you, Austin. Shame. I know. I cannot believe. I uh, was trying to remember what it was, but I re- honestly, I had no idea. I've seen the Scream. I, I, I've not watched Scream a thousand times. I've seen it at least... One and a half times, but Scream 2, I've done. You've seen Scream 2 once because it was with me and it was last week. No. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I thought you were saying Scream 1, but yes. (laughs) All right. I have one more question from Scream 2. What sorority is featured in Scream 2? I know this. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I know this because Sarah Michelle Gellar is is the sorority girl. Oh my gosh! This is a hard question, Kate. It literally could be any any three deltas, delta, gamma, kappa, whatever. Delta, lamb, beta, or something. It's oh gosh, I can't. I I used to make fun of my sorority girlfriends in college because of the sorority name, and I can't. I, I know. Oh you my did. gosh! We went to the same college. You said I'm, this all I the time. It's... Okay. Is it delta, lambda, beta? Oh, not even close. She answers the phone. Omega, beta, zeta. That's oh my god! I'm going to shoot myself in the foot because of this. Because I know that I would. I, hell, I still answer the phone like that sometimes. I'm like, I make a beta beta. This is often. You know, it's like. I'm you just, know, I'm, oh my I'm gosh. Love, I'm loving like the visual humbling that's happening in front of me. The feather boa, the rainbow feather boa, the Chardonnay, the look, the look you gave me when I asked what town scream was that. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm not even getting the most. Well, these are hard. These are tricky ones. I, I, you're the scream fanatic. I wouldn't just be asking a random scream. Well, I'm not doing very watching. good. You're doing all right so far. <laughs> well, we have two more movies to get through. We got three and four. Are you ready? All right, let's go for a third. Okay. 
I'm starting to think these are a little mean. These are hard questions, Kate. I I wanted to challenge you. Okay, okay, okay. In Scream 3, what is the name of Cotton Weary's talk show? 100% Cotton. Oh, Oh, yes. so good. I know that one, bitch. That's really good. right. Well, then you'll probably get this one. In Scream 3, what does the killer leave at each murder scene? A picture of Maureen Prescott. Nice. That's right. Outside of the Burbank Studios. Wait, really? Actually, I don't know if it's like Burbank Studios, but it was outside I mean, of studio, probably, at a, at a right? certain like, that's studio. That's what you're alluding to. <laughs> well, it's, well, also, that, that actress who played Maureen Prescott, those were her young um, acting headshots that they use, her glamour little headshots. Yeah, she was, uh, used to be a model. Mm, yeah, those Weren't were all models. Shots. That's true. They're so they're beautiful people, especially Dewey. Love Dewey. So, Scream Four. One one more round. Austin, what is the title of Sydney's book? Out of Darkness. Very yes. good. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. And then I got one more for you, Austin. One final trivia question. Uh, let's let's hear it, babes. Okay. This is this is this is one to win it all. What does Deputy Judy bake for Dewey? I know this one. Women's squares. (laughs) By the way, I really do love women's squares. For any new fans of Austin, you can send lemon lemon squares to the following address. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'll just edit it out. (laughs) You don't have ghost face coming up to your door. But he loves the movie. I'm really, really impressed with how Austin did. The only the only place he wavered, the only one that he wavered on was Scream 2, which honestly, that's okay with me. But the other ones he got totally right. And so for that reason, I'm going to crown Austin temporary princess. club princess. <laughs> of Genovia. Of Genovia. <laughs> All right. Well done, Austin. I'm really proud of you, actually. That was good. And it also just Donka. like... It just proves that we're not lying. You are obsessed with this franchise. I, I really do. And honestly, one of my, yes, the, my, what my favorite out of the franchise would be Scream 3. So I really what? for the yes. Scream 3 trip. But yeah, so, yes. And we're going to talk and that's about one of the I least, cannot wait. Yes. So I know. It ne- I am going to be talking about, like, we're going to have a discussion about ranking. Each of us is going to rank the movies in order of best to worst. And then I'm going to reveal which was critically rated best to worst. And I will just caveat this by saying I I made my ranking before I looked at the reviews. Prepare to get your feelings hurt, everyone with an opinion about anything. Yeah, I mean, try to, it's like an algorithm, like the amount of permutations to try to get that right. Like you're you're not gonna. This is going to be a bloodbath. And that's why we're saving it for the (laughs) end of the episode. So stay tuned. But um, before we talk about Scream any further, it is time for the club bulletins. It's, it's my time. Okay, so Emma's been working on, yeah, <laughs> Emma's been working on trying to make a shuffling noise for the club bulletins, but she uses a different clunky binder every time. <laughs> I'm doing my best. And honestly, I think it's, I, mean, I think it's great. So <laughs> paper laying around these days. I have like a bunch of floral binders, so I'm doing my best. Uh, but yes, we'll take it. First off, welcome back to all of our club members. If it's your first time, welcome. By listening to this episode, voila, you're automatically a club member. We're so excited to have you here. I want to shout out our new patron, 
what's going on, Patrons? (laughs) So we actually have a new club VP. (gasps) Yay! Joshua C., we want to give you a shout out. We're so excited that you joined us. We love having you and we appreciate our new dictatorship by Joshua C. Yes. (laughs) All hail Joshua C. from Canada. Joshua. May he reign true and with kindness. Joshua. Joshua. And I do have a quick shout out, a tiny shout out um, to James Bell, who is one of our VPs. We talked about him uh, last week. Uh, Emma, do you did you catch who James Bell? And then I figured it out afterwards because it was so familiar. We got trolled so hard. We're we're, so we're weenies. If you listen to what 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 was it? The chat room killer. In, the, in Emma's mini episode, The Chatroom Killer, go listen to it if you like true crime. Um, there's a, a, a person named James Bell. Uh, and uh, we got a new VP named James Bell, and I did not bat an eye. And I gave him a big old yeah, shout I out. I nor did I. <laughs> and yes, and then one of one of our club club officers, Ariana, messaged me and was like, uh, did you guys yeah, just Are get you going to call that out or... <laughs> No, yes, we we absolutely absolutely were trolled. So thank you, James Bell. You got us and good. For those of y'all who are wondering, like, what are you talking about, officer, VP, secretary? Like, what is this about? Yeah, I'm confused. You, congrats. As I mentioned, you're already in the club. Um, there's no dues for the club, but if you really like paying dues and want to support the club, who doesn't? You can join us on Patreon, and there's different different officer rankings for different levels of support, including secretary and VP. Um, and, uh, we are so thankful to have Joshua as a new member of our, um, of our overlords. Yeah. Austin got to be club princess and he didn't do anything. I ain't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the family privilege that you get. Um, okay. And then now I just want to really quickly shout out some new reviews we had again, um, we're always so, so appreciative of new reviews. It gives other people, it gives us a little a little cred to our name and, and um, helps bring other people to come listen to us and join the club. So we're so thankful for people whenever they they take the time to write a review for us. So thank you to everyone who has done that. So the first person that I want to shout out for their recent review is A.A. Ron. Is his name so. A.A. Ron? <laughs> Yeah, it's A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.A.
What did Leanne say? She says, I love this podcast. That's the title. She says, I am a home care and hospice nurse. In the last two years or so, especially, have been hard. I just want to say, before I even continue, that as someone who discharges people to home hospice or to home health, there is nothing that means more to me than a good home health or home hospice nurse because it makes you feel like you're sending someone home in good hands. And I've had the benefit on the primary care side of seeing patients who have benefited from wonderful home home health nurses and ones who were not around and it really uh, detracted from their health. So I just want to give such a big shout out to people who are in that role and especially to you, yes. Anne. Like I mean that from the very bottom. And not like, and not in a healthcare heroes way, in a real way. You go, Leanne. So to continue, this podcast is my favorite thing to listen to on my drives between patients or while I'm charting and it's never fails to make me genuinely smile. It is always a bright spot in my week and holds a special place in my heart over other podcasts or audiobooks. The content is excellent and well thought out and the discussions are a joy to listen to. The mini episodes are just as delightfully fun and thought provoking. I have the attention span of a small goldfish. And so the fact that this podcast grabs and holds my attention for a full hour or two every week and has brought me so much joy that I'm now a regular patron of something for the first time ever, club secretary, I'm very proud of that, should tell you all you need to know. (laughs) Everyone is welcome in this lovely club. It is definitely a happy place and so worth supporting. Thanks, Kate and Emma, for all of your hard work every week. You guys are awesome. Leanne, Leanne, I'm going to cry. Whenever I was doing my research to prep for this episode and I read that, it it almost brought me to tears. It just, it means the world. Like, that's, that's like super nice. So that's like not my Aunt Leanne. So whoever (laughs) Leanne that is, thank you. Because that is not my Aunt Leanne. So that was very sweet of you. You are, you are a bright spot on our week also, Leanne. Thank you so, so much. Everyone's so sweet. I love this place. It's safe in our club. Our club is warm and cozy. Okay, well, they're both flipping me off right now, so never. (laughs) (laughs) No, dear. (laughs) The fucking worst. Well, I guess it's time to stop um, the kumbaya because they're done with it. So if you guys, Austin, I would like it if you brought us back to what we're talking about today, which is Scream 5. Okay, wait, what are we going to call it? Are we calling calling it Scream? Are we calling it Scream 5? Are we calling it 5 Cream? 5 Cream? Gross. Absolutely not that. 5 Cream? What is this? Is this some sort of ass cream? Oh my god! Some I think people, I prescribed that last time. Ice cream, ice cream. We all scream for ice like cream. Stylizing it as like a like a five instead of an S, but it just looks like five cream. I am totally about. fine with saying scream five because uh, okay, let's. It's not like the Halloween movies. It's not like they've like killed people off and brought them back or anything like that. Like it, it's. It's Scream 5. It's a continuation. So. That's it is. It's, they, it, they, it's a requel. That's, like, that's what I was about to it's say. It's a requel. It's a requel. What does that mean? So a requel is like a, a cross between a reboot and a sequel. Because Scream 5 was marketed and billed as a reboot of the franchise. Because it had been... Jesus, when did Scream 4 come out? 2011? 2011. <laughs> Good job, yeah, team. I mean, well, the fact that I knew that <laughs> makes me very proud. <laughs> Girl, I'll never forget that because all three of us tried to get into that theater in Slidell, Louisiana, and we yes, could we not did. get in because I was the youngest one and I was not uh, 17. I wasn't 17 and, either, I don't think. Uh, well, you I mean, got that's in. part of why we didn't get in. Well, that's because a little my part of why loud we didn't ass get in. mouth, I was like, 
we're not going to go see Soul Surfer because we had to buy tickets for Soul Surfer and Soul Surfer was the next theater over. <laughs> and I threw my ticket down right as we were entering so screen. So dramatically. God forbid. He threw it over his Just shoulder. Just imagine him. I literally said, threw Soul it. Soul Surfer my ass. And we walked into Scream and then as we were walking in, another uh, one of the workers there had <laughs> saw me do my little stunt and was like, oh, a Soul Surfer Y'all going to get your ass back in there and start surfing because you ain't going in this theater. So we had to go sit on the front row at Soul Surfer. And I'll be goddamned. I thought I was watching Joel Olstein. I mean, we had to get out of there within five minutes. We were about to bust into flames. Well, we, it was five minutes because they they followed us in there. Staff followed us into Soul Surfer and sat down and watched us watching the movie. Soul Surfer, my ass. Because of you. We were so close. It was because of my loud ass mouth. But and and then, but so then we left Soul Surfer, and then we got Dad to bring us back later that evening to actually go. (laughs) So we had an adult, so I could see it. And girl, that look that we gave that the coolest that Dad ever has been or ever will be was him us calling him him driving up to Slidell to take us to Soul Surfer. (laughs) No, not to take us to Soul Surfer. Not that, not that. to take us to scream, because we di- we literally called him and we were like, "Hey, so we got kicked out. We we're trying to sneak into scream. Will you please take us to scream?" And he's like, "I'll be there." He's like, <laughs> "I have game. to support them watching one of my favorite horror movies <laughs> in its franchise. We have to, we have to, we have to yeah. reward this." So whenever Dad uh, drove from Picayune to Slidell to take, like, to bring us into the theater, since we could not see it without an adult, since I was part of the group, uh, <laughs> the look on that lady's face when we walked in there, we were like, "Girl, we got Daddy here now, so you ain't gonna take us out this theater, bitch." We did. I don't know if we actually hair flipped, but in the memory yeah. that I have of it, we all flipped our oh, hair. Oh, no, we, we flipped hair past. because I had that Justin Bieber haircut, so I sure <laughs> yes, as hell did, did my swoop. She just took it so. so seriously. Like, she was just like, I've... Some people take like, their jobs. She's like, I've, you know, spoiled it for these kids. And I was just like, lady, like, really, let us live. Like, please let us live. All of this to say, if you guys are working in a movie theater and a couple of, I don't know, we were, like, not that young, like, 15 years old. I was literally 15. Yeah. Yes, or trying to go see a scary movie, just like you know, let them do their thing because they might be them. doing a podcast about it in eleven years. <laughs> exactly, and we're gonna talk about you. I'll never forget that <laughs> woman. And we're gonna talk mad shit about you if you words. try to get in the way. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, okay. whoever you are, I still remember. <laughs> and you are welcome in this club. We forgive you. Not for forgiving people. That, I think my okay, life would right, be. Austin needs a little more time. I need some time to still de- like still analyze this, but okay, they forgive you. But we we're not here to talk about Soul Surfer. We're not even here to talk about Scream Four. Kind of we are, but we're mostly here to talk about Scream Five, which is what we've decided to call it. Austin, can you give us like a one to two sentence movie synopsis for Scream Five? Well, for the Scream Five synopsis. It has been 25 years since the original Woodsboro Massacre, and there's a new killer that is about, and he is bringing secrets of the past with him. Ooh. That's a damn that, I mean, I would if that was a trailer, if that was a teaser trailer, I would have been like, yes. 
Oh. Yeah, truly. Honestly, just for future teaser trailers for Scream, just have Austin give his one <laughs> word to be like, yeah, Ghostface is back. Bitches. He's back, bitch. <laughs> and he's come with a vengeance. <laughs> and he's got some right. secrets. <laughs> he's got some secrets. The way he said that into his microphone was amazing. But first at first, spoiler warning, not just for Scream 5, but for all of them, to at least some extent, because we're going to be obviously covering Scream 5. That's the title of this episode. But in the process, we're going to cover Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4, because you really can't cover one without, effectively, you can't cover the latest without addressing all of its predecessors. So I just want to give the shout out that we that we will be addressing all of them. Um, and I say this as someone who recently just watched all of them, because as someone who does not like horror, it shockingly was not a part of my <laughs> childhood. Um, so Kate had me watch all of them uh, before we, before she and I went to go see the fifth one at the um, Alamo Draft House. We watched one a day. <laughs> That's not enough. It was great. I would do it again. It was a great marathon. One a day. I could watch all five in, in two hours. <laughs> Times three. And that's why um, Austin is our is our club princess, as you can see. But just a quick episode preview, because yes, there's much to discuss. Um, so if you're excited about the latest movie, but you're rusty on the series, don't worry, because Austin is going to catch all of us up. Um, we're going to be talking about the latest Scream installment, of course. We're going to talk about the cultural impact of this iconic franchise. And we're going to be arguing about how we feel about it. And I already know that there are going to be some conflicting opinions because we are all very opinionated people. But at the end of today's club meeting, we are going to be ranking all of the Scream movies against each other. So I just want to go ahead and say, before we give away too much, I want to say that I think part of the reason these movies are so beloved is because they're beloved by a very wide audience. Um, Because as someone who does not like horror movies... I'm just going to confess, I really like the Scream movies because well they have a whodunit. They have a whodunit component. And like as someone who likes crime and like like there's this whole like whodunit thriller aspect of it. And I just love that so much. There's a huge whodunit part of it. That, that's what makes Scream Scream is it, it's a murder mystery. It follow, follows a formula to a large extent. Um, even the Scream 5 poster, it has the entire cast on it. And it says the killer is on this poster because that's what we want. We want a whodunit. I mean, reimagine this movie where it's just like kind of Mike Myers style, not to hate on it, Austin, don't get mad at me. But if Mike Myers, was, if it was just a guy who wore a mask who was slashing people up and it was the same guy every time, that would not be interesting for me. Like, I would not want to watch that. Like, I don't go for the gore, but I love trying to figure out who did it. And I love that. I love all the witty banter and the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? These The lore. The lore and the awareness within the, the movie of what it's doing. Meta. It's meta. a meta movie. I love the meta commentary in it so much. And I really, really enjoy that. And that's why I will never get over Randy dying. I don't have patience for it. And I will not believe it. And I'm so glad they at least brought him back in a video in the third one. And I wish they had done that cheesy shit for every movie because I missed him so yeah, much. Yeah, just bring his, bring his hologram back. We don't care how you do it. We miss Randy. We loved you, Randy. We don't need a CGI'd version of one of the killers we need randy i wanted him cgi in my personal life what if scream six is robo randy what if that's the killer no the most heartbreaking thing and we can talk yes no we're not talking about it yet nope we're not ready to talk about it i'm not ready to talk about that i know what you're talking about and i'm not ready (laughs) okay i'll hold myself we all know what you want to talk about and we i'm not emotionally ready 
Austin, I need you to catch us up. Scream one to four. Girl, Let's well, go. it's about this bitch, Sydney Prescott, whose mama's a whore who gets stabbed and <gasps> um, the killer like chases her for 25 years. <laughs> I'm covering my mouth because that's not what I thought would happen. But like, he's kind of not not wrong is the thing. Jesus Christ. It, it, I know that sounds is funny, but it, it's really about this girl, Sydney Prescott, whose mother is uh, someone who does not get as much attention as she would like from home, and she finds that attention elsewhere, and it piss and it pisses people yeah, off. She did, and then for whatever reason, they decide to come after her daughter. Yeah, it it affects other people's lives. Her infidelities. Um, eventually affect other people by nature and those people are pissed it's absolutely insane to me that all of this really does track back to maureen prescott. it literally it all goes back Who's to not maureen in the movie. prescott i know and she's she's not in the movie she has no role in this movie other than being this figure as a signe prescott's mother and and she pops in here and there as like a, a apparition or whatever or like a memory sure, yeah whatever it may be in strange it was the it 2000 was, yeah it was the 2000 so they had to do that you know and so you know they have to show that <laughs> what she did is now having repercussions on her daughter so yeah that's how the first one starts yes and then what like when the first one ends after this big small town massacre in california it creates this whole like franchise within the scream universe itself not just as a movie but like within the scream universe like people are obsessed with it they you're talking about the stab franchise yes like they 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 created the stab films they uh which is the movie within the movie it's the scream series within the scream series that's about the woodsboro killing precisely and and they also have like uh gail weathers who's writing books on this which inspired the 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 stab films that this is why scream has brought like reinvented horror yes because this was a time in horror when everything was getting played out. We had all these franchises like Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and they were, you know, big in the 80s, and they were hot stuff then, but it ever it's getting old, you know what I mean? And so people are seeing the, used to seeing the same things over and over and over again. So now we have this new series by Wes Craven and, and Kevin Williamson, Scream, which is extremely meta, purposefully meta, but also very much a love letter to horror movies and so that bring brought in the horror fans in a way that the other horror movies had lost them it was something fresh something original something funny something that poked fun at the tropes that we were used to seeing over and over and over again but at the same time was a very good movie and had very compelling characters characters that had uh, character arcs. I loved watching Gail Weathers and how she transformed from movie to movie. Let me just say, Gail Weathers is a gay icon for the gay. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I'm just saying that. Like, honey, if there's ever a person I aspire to be, it's Gail fucking Weathers. I adore Gail Weathers. I love her. I love Dewey, who is a completely different character. I wa- I love watching his character arc through the through the films, and I love I love so very much how well these movies keep 
Gail Weathers herself, because even though it makes it to like the fourth screen movie, when I was catching up on all of these in anticipation of the fifth, she was still being herself and it was so much herself in the fourth one where she was like bitching about the like the lemon bars and being like, Dewey, why won't you let me be a part of this investigation? I I loved the consistency. And I think that's something you so rarely see with with sequels is a consistency of characters. And that's what I love so much about the fourth movie. Have you heard the phrase, I wrote the book on this? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love Gail Weathers. I love how much I hate her in the beginning of the first movie, and I would die for Gail Weathers. Love her. She's my favorite character. Her and Dewey tied for number one. I have never hated the bitch because that bitch knew what she wanted. She went for it, and she made her dreams a reality. And Also, she was right. She was. People people gloss over that. So if if, if you guys haven't seen Scream 1 in a minute... The entire conflict, the central conflict between Sidney Prescott and Gail Weathers is Sidney Prescott has pinned Cotton Weary as the person who murdered her mother. And Gail Weathers is the reporter, albeit the cheesy news reporter, but someone with ambition who's like, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's enough evidence. And I don't think this adds up. And I think Cotton Weary is innocent. And you put an innocent man in jail, writes a book about it. And she was fucking right. And the second Sidney Prescott realized that was at after she had sex with Billy Loomis. Whenever Billy Loomis was said, oh, yeah. what do I have to do to prove to you that I'm not a killer? That's whenever she looked into his eyes and realized, hey, he kind of has a similar body as Cotton Weary. He has the mm-hmm. same hairstyle as Cotton Weary. Holy shit. Did she really figure that out? Like, I, I'm, I've only seen the movie, like, once. Obviously, you think it, you've seen it a thousand times. So, like, fill well, me in. even after... No, no, no. Even after me have seen, seen it a thousand times, I never understood that line until I read an article a few weeks ago where uh, someone from the movie had discussed that particular scene and said that's like this is when... That is the moment. Sydney realizes. That's, like, that's a certain moment. And then it all made sense because... She is in shock at that end, like at the end of the scream two or scream one. And that moment, she's like, oh, my God. And then she gets confused again because the killer comes in and kills Billy. But then she finds out there's two killers. So Gail was right. And Sydney realized that, of course, at the very end of the movie, right before, you know, everything went to hell. But Gail was a bitch, but she was right. And I love her character development. I love her. I love that they brought the original cast back to Scream 5. They had to. Well, they carried the whole cast through each of the Scream films. Scream 2, you had Randy, because he survived, you had Gale, you had Dewey, and you had Sydney. Everyone was rooting for them, because those were those were the ones that survived the, the first one. Those were the those were the characters we fell in love with. Exactly. So, like these characters that that carry through these films, we we really become attached to. So, like losing one of the characters that survived from Scream One and Scream Two, like Randy, was devastating Randy. because we loved Randy. They like I loved Randy. We rooted for Randy, and Randy survived. And then in Scream Two, he got cut, and it was absolutely devastating. And we all loved Randy. Randy brought like a, a certain thing to this franchise that had not been brought before. He acknowledges uh, what horror movies 
are about and what you need to be or do to survive. And that's what made us fall in love with him because we wanted to see him live. A hundred percent, especially as a horror fan, as someone who is actively and avidly watching horror movies, we bond with Randy because we are Randy. And what I think that honestly goes into the issues I had with Scream 5, which is basically that as you go to future, because they do this really, I think, really commendable thing with the movies where nobody is, everybody is expendable, so anyone can die. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very wise choice that they do that. So they cut off a main character in every movie. So like they cut off Randy, they cut off um, Cotton, they cut off people as the movies go to show that there are real stakes. And I think that that's part of the um, strength of the series. But it also, I think, is a, a weakness of the series because as you get further into them, so by the time you're at Scream 5, I'm just waiting for the hometown heroes to come in. And so when I'm getting so much time with these new characters, I don't give a shit because I really, I came to Scream to see the old characters. And they're getting Precisely. older, so they're not in the movie as much, which is understandable and realistic, but it makes me not as attached to the newest movie because... I don't care as much about the new characters. I want to see Dewey. I want to see Courtney Cox. And I want to see, you know, I want to see all the classics. I I think I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I feel, I love the Scream series. I think that's no secret. I love the characters. I'm very bonded to them. It was one of the first movies that dad ever showed me. So watching them be killed off, I don't enjoy. I think it's necessary and I think now it is 2022. Austin, when did Scream 1 come out? 1996. The year I was born. That's right. That's right. 96. It is time to change it up. To pass the baton, we, we so do, to speak. It is time to pass the baton. Yes, it is time to pass the baton. And then you have these two amazing writers, James v- Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, who brought us Ready or Not. They're the duo that brought us Ready or Not, which is also a very different kind of horror movie that I love. And they have to follow in the footsteps of Kevin Williamson, who has directed, who has written every single Scream movie up until this point. Every single one. And now we don't have him. Wes Craven has passed on. We are literally passing the baton onto the next team. And so we we have these writers and we have our directors who are asking the fans to be patient and to give this new cast a real shot because we cannot keep following Sydney Prescott forever. What she's going to be 80 years old. I'll, and that's and that's a personal opinion. That's something I don't like about the Halloween movies. I'm like, I love you Jamie Lee Curtis, but that's not enough. I need more than that. I I get where you're coming from, but by god, mm-hmm. Nev Campbell, like I just I fell in love with her and it is so maybe it's just me being delusional and not wanting to let her go because I just don't see a scream without her at least making an appearance or having her name mentioned or something because it all began with her. Yeah, no, I'm also having the same issue where I just their their characters are so well developed and I don't feel like the new characters are as well developed for me to invest in them. So like at the end of this movie I want to have invested in the main character, whose name I can't even remember, the way I invested in the old uh, Nev Campbell and her, like whenever she was starting the series, and I just don't. I get that. I think that's a lot to ask. I think that's a lot to ask because I feel like Scream 1, the first Scream, 
is almost like lightning in a bottle. And I don't mean that as in it just happened. I mean that as in you had all of the right people, you had the right idea, and you had the right environment to make this happen. And I think that a requel, which is what this is, can't do that. And I think that's a bit of a tall order to ask of it. But well, then maybe it shouldn't. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm 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 glad that they like. I mean, if we're being honest here, I I went to see Scream because of the two the 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 trio. So yeah. And I do I I do, I will kind of side with them. I wish. They had more screen time. I wish they were more into the plot than they were. But I, I do get why they did what they did. And I will say that I just saw Scream 5 for a second time. And as I saw it for a second time, I fell in love with it more. So I think mm-hmm. I'm just really attached to the original. That I think mm-hmm. I just need to give it some time to really fall in love with Scream 5. But I, I mean, they still, in my opinion, did an amazing job. I, I think it was really well done. So, but I... I think it's just going to take some time. I think it's going to take some time. I think that that's probably very true and very accurate. Um, And I just like, I keep thinking about whenever Kate and I were at the Alamo Draft House and they have lighting underneath like the seats so you can order drinks and things. And Kate and I were scribbling, scribbling ferociously to each other, like, when's Nev? Where's Nev? Like she and I were, she and I were both (laughs) like being a little bit saucy and like sassy about the fact that like, where the fuck's our main character? It's like, like, we were just waiting for it. So like, yeah, I like, I support this idea and I want to fall in love with it because like, honestly, I want more screen movies. And this is from someone who doesn't like horror. Like I want more screen movies, but am I like attached to any of the other, any of the new characters? Not really. And I wish there was a Randy or someone that I could like hold on to as just like a fresh new voice, but I don't feel like I have that. And that's saying that as somebody who loved that main actress in the Heights, like I like, I really, I was so excited to see her in this movie and I think she did a good job. It's not that I don't think she did a good job. I just didn't think her character was memorable or had a personality that really stuck with you. Wait, which one was in the Heights? Uh, I don't know the name of the actress, but it was the main actress. Her name is Vanessa in the Heights. <laughs> She's the main character. Oh, oh okay. Billy sorry. Lewis's I've never daughter. Seen it in the sorry. Okay. I, I, oh, okay. Sorry. You, welcome to the podcast. It Halfway through, it becomes a musical podcast. So now we're talking about In the Heights <laughs> every single time. Not on purpose, but somehow okay, we so tie she's it to like, musical, I don't, I've I never seen her happens. before. I've seen Ginny Ortega, which I think she did an amazing job in that movie. Oh, I think, incredible. I think she is the one that carried it. I do believe that the main cast, I think was her name, Samantha, Samantha Carpenter. Yeah. I, I, yes. I wanted a little more from her, but I think Jenny Ortega really did very well being a new cast member, like kind of giving us a feeling of like bringing us, taking us back to like that original scream because her mannerisms and her, her ways really, really, it terrified me. Like I felt her pain. I felt her, 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 uh, her, her frightened, her, like her being frightened. You know, I felt that. It, it felt very Nev. It felt very Nev. Austin, what do we know her from? Ginny Ortega's in You. And of course, we've all seen ah! You. And she's a... Oh, she's she's the girl with the phone. Of course. I did not like her in You, and I really liked her in Scream. I know, I know. Same here. Also, one of the actors, the guy that played Wes, he is mm-hmm. uh, in 13 Reasons Why. He's the yes. lead actor in yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I have not seen 13 Reasons Why, but I know his face because of that show. Yeah. So I was able to kind of re- 
relate to him. So I liked how they were giving us actors where they knew, like maybe our generation could like see their faces and be like, I know this person, and it kind of gives you more of a relation to them. I personally have never seen Samantha Carpenter, the actress that played her, so I could not get attached to her like I did with her sister in the film, even though Samantha was the lead actress. I think that's very telling of the the difference between our generations because even though we're only like what four years apart, yeah, like you are very you are Gen Z and I am millennial and Emma's kind of in between. So I did not recognize Jenny Ortega or Thirteen Reasons Why, but I recognize Vanessa from In the Heights, <laughs> and her name is Melissa Barrera, just for the record. Okay, and she's incredible. No, she was a great actress. She was amazing. I just, I just felt more of a relation to the characters that I already knew. And that's understandable. And I'm sure that you, Kate, had felt that towards uh, Melissa. So Yes. Well, I think that's what they're going for. So if you, if going back to Scream 5, one of the themes that they talk about is the toxic fan base. They call us out. Yeah. Well, and they also have to keep all of their fans pleased in some way or another. So they yes. have to give each generation something that's part of their generation that they can relate to for the fan to really enjoy totally it. true. Yes. So they're kind of between a rock and a hard place. And so they literally call it out. I remember a scene, a line, where they're talking about, hey, the, 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 the stab movies are important. These are the movies people watched that got them into horror. And that hit me really hard because I'm like, yes, that's literally what happened. I watched Scream with Dad, and that's how I got into it. So I feel very viciously protective of it. And so when they're making a new movie, I'm like, you're going to fuck it up? What are you going to do? Same way, girl. The first time, like, the first horror movie I remember is watching it with, like, my father, and it was Scream. I have to, we have to keep talking about Scream 5 because I have some, I have, we have to talk about it. The thing Emma wanted to talk about that I wasn't ready to talk about, spoiler alert, Dewey's death. Girl. Honestly? I'm I'm still not ready, but we have to. So when when Dewey died. <gasps> he died. I was so I was expecting it. I knew he was gonna die because of the trailer of Gail Weathers' face whenever I've never seen her that upset about something. Yeah, Gail doesn't get upset. No, she doesn't much. get upset easily. And so when, she gets angry. She gets angry, but not like devastated like upset like someone had just like tore her heart out and whenever i saw that face that's whenever i knew dewey had died before i even saw the movie i was very mad because they gave dewey a shitty life and they said they're like such a shitty life now you live in a trailer you keep pining over your ex and then and you're drunk and you're a drunk and then you die And I was just so frustrated by that being his wrap-up. Like, he deserved better. He deserved better. I agree with that. that. He did deserve better. I do think he should have died, but he deserved better. I think they should have gave him a better better story. I I did picture him and Gail maybe splitting, but I don't see Dewey living in a trailer becoming an alcoholic. No. No, 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 no. But then again... You think about how many times has he been stabbed? How much shit has he gone through? Like a lot. That's so true. That's again, true. It could change. Like he could change. You know, he's aged, and now it's like he's he's lost his wife for like the third time. I don't even know. You know, so it's. I just don't watch these movies for realism. I know <laughs> that yeah. is my exact point, which is that all of these characters have been traumatized. 
Gail Weathers has been attacked many a time. Uh, our uh, Sydney Prescott has been attacked many a time and has been she's yeah. like running and healthy and like oh I'm just like oh I'm just like strolling down this like beautiful street but like she's got two kids Dewey married to Mark from Scream 3 might I add yes but Dewey oh my god yeah, I didn't catch that but Dewey his he gets Ugh, like didn't know. oh I'm an alcoholic and it bummed me out because we don't go to Dewey for heavy stuff we go to Dewey for his light naive naivete and so like I wanted more of that. I understand that people get older and people age, but that, I'm not going to a movie to learn about how people get burnt out in real life. Like, I <laughs> no, had that, in real, that in real life. I Okay, I agree with that, Emma. So, yes, I definitely, I, I do see your point there. I will say, his actual death scene, I thought was perfect. Why will nobody ever rip off the fucking mask? Like, even if you die in the process, everyone's like, oh, they're dead. Okay, cool. I'm like, just rip off the mask. Like, just like, it's well, not about that, What Emma. gets me, though, is why did he not shoot the thing, like, the person in the head to begin with? He knows with? that. Like, he you've knows been that through rule. this four times. He knows that rule. Four times. You know the rules. But then again, maybe he was caught in the moment and he just wasn't thinking. But still, I'm like. Well, that's why he went back. I do. I realize that. And then, of course, I do think the phone ringing was a good distraction because, like, how else would this killer could have killed him without him you know, they needed a distraction for him to look away for just a split second for that killer to get up and stab him. And not also only stab him once, ringing, but stab iconic. him twice with two knives and then rip Yeah, they up, wanted to make sure know, we knew like, gut he him. was dead dead. Like, he, they wanted to show you that he died. They even left him with his eyes open. Same thing with Deputy Judy. Hello? Oh, don't. I can't. I know. Judy I know. Too. I don't want to talk about it because I really love Deputy Judy. I, I did too. I th- oh my god! I loved her lemon bars and how much she loved her son. It's lemon squares, bitch. And- lemon squares. That's right. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I love Deputy Judy. Like I, I thought it was a I great character that they brought in for Scream Four, and I was, I was excited that she survived in Scream Four, and then, uh, but I just that death of hers was so brutal. I, it was I, too brutal. It was too brutal it was for mean. Judy. It was, it was it, a little mean. It was very mean for how nice of a person. I'm like, they could have put that anger into someone else who was not as nice as Deputy Judy. <laughs> because Deputy Judy. No, because yeah, it was just. Even when Dewey died, like it was almost like a ceremony. Exactly. You know what I mean? They were like, it was, she stabbed and it was like, it, it's an honor. Literally. The fact that they that she was like, it's an honor. I'm like, okay, I forgive you. I, forgive. I know this was necessary. And they even verbalize it at the end. They're like, we know we had to kill off one of the main characters. Or it wouldn't be taken seriously. It'd be called the cash grab. Yeah. And I was like, you're goddamn right. But damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, quick question for everyone. Does anyone, I this might be a, a little bit of a niche question. A favorite Easter egg from this movie? Oh, girl, I have plenty. I hope you, you got have to all pick my a favorite. Oh, you God. have to pick a favorite. Can I pick like two? Okay, well, I'm going to pick two. You can pick two. Okay, yeah, well, pick, pick one two for anyway, me so. because, as y'all know. Okay, I'll pick yours. I don't know horror. <laughs> so, uh, a fun little Easter egg was when uh, Jack Quaid was on his uh, YouTube, and you could see on the sidebar where uh, recently viewed videos or to watch videos showed that Kirby was still alive because 
it had her face and it said interview with Kirby, a survivor of the Scream Massacre or whatever yes! from Scream 4. So Kirby is alive. Also, her name was in Dewey's call log on his phone whenever he was looking through his phone at the very beginning of the film to call Gail. It was only for a split second. I completely missed it. It had Kirby's name. Does this mean, is Kirby coming back for, okay. I hope to God she comes back for Scream 6. This is what I'm talking about. We are in it for the characters. So if you can, giving me a whole new batch of characters and asking me to invest in all of them at once, too much. Bring me a Kirby, ease me into it, I'm there. I think it'll all end with Scream 6 when they'll bring back all the characters from like all so. the films that survived that and then yeah I think that's how it'll go. I just that I I'm going to spoil myself a little bit and just say I loved Kirby as a character. Like I thought I love Kirby. She did the thing that I needed and that I wanted from Scream 5, which is that she gave me a character that like I like loved her. I was I was so invested in her. I wanted to see more of her. Whenever she was potentially dead, I was like absolutely not. She has she has been owning her role. Like Hayden Pantier rocked her role as Kirby. Like it like she she had a uh, a Randy esque vibe of like creating something new. Yes, she deserves to live. She deserves to live. She could have been the next Randy. Maybe she what? is the next Randy. Because I don't like new Randy. <laughs> I don't like. Oh, we're Randy's niece and nephew, and therefore we're Randy's role. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Work I know like that's that. not what that means. Uh, that's but not what I'm, that glad means. That you, I'm glad that you mentioned their niece and nephew. I'm glad that they brought back. Uh, Martha. Martha is the Randy's sister who was also in Scream 3. She yeah, I remember Martha. I, and she's all, I don't know the actress's name, but she's also in The Princess she Diaries sure as uh, the Princess... She yes, sure she, and And she's the best friend of Princess Mia. But anyway, yeah, so I, I was happy to see that her little cameo made it in Scream 5. I appreciated that. My favorite Easter egg was um, the main character who was Samantha Carpenter, but her dad was revealed to be Billy Loomis, which makes her name Sam Loomis. Oh my God. I did not even realize that, Kate, until you said that now. <laughs> like, I am... And you're the Halloween fan. Oh my God. I didn't even realize. I knew Carpenter was John Carpenter, but I didn't think about the Loomis. That is yeah. so satisfying. Watching Austin realize it is the most satisfying I've seen, seen all I year. literally did not know that. Oh my God. Yeah. Sam Loomis. I was just like they kept saying Sam Carpenter and I was like it's it's weird that her name's Carpenter. That's kind of that's very weird. I want to know who her mother like, was, by the way. I don't I don't care about her mom. I bet it was Maureen Prescott somehow. <laughs> I would die. What if Girl, it was Maureen well, she if she was if it was Maureen then she's a slut just like her mother. <laughs> just like her just mother. Just like her mother. She's no Sharon Stone, Sydney. Let's face it, Sydney. Your mother was no Sharon Stone. No Sharon Stone. <laughs> Speaking of stew, my favorite part of the movie, my favorite part of Scream 5 was the house. Girl. Can we agree that was cool? I thought I had an orgasm on my pants. <laughs> I know. I saw that house, honey. Hell, I saw that house in the previews and I screamed, honey. <laughs> I specifically did, I watched the beginning of the preview, like the first 30 seconds that you sent me, and I was like, that's enough, because I didn't want to know anything else, didn't want to know anything, I was like, I'm going to go, like, don't worry about it, I'm going, and then they walked into the house, and I was like, this looks familiar, (laughs) but so much is happening that I'm not, I'm like, okay, this, that, this, that, 
And then they did the reveal with Gail. Gail giving me the reveal. I was like, well done. Y'all got me good. Also with the 261 Turner Lane, Stu Mocker's house. Speaking of Stu Mocker, there was another little Easter egg that I did not mention. Was also Mm. on the YouTube bar. Was labeled, did Stu Mocker really survive the Woodsboro Massacre. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Did he live? That was No, also, did he live? I don't know. They gave that one little headline on the YouTube no. sidebar. And on... Yes, no. he did. Please, yes. I... I Please, yes. I don't know. I have a feeling... Emma, don't crush our spirit. Yes. If they CGI Stu, I, know, Stu, I will kill myself. I don't want them to CGI Stu. No, he I doesn't need like to be... CG- yeah, he doesn't... No, just bring Matthew Lillard in. Exactly. With some Give scars. Give the people what they want. Okay. A couple <laughs> of things. What we want. One, I absolutely love Matthew Lillard, even in his most modern, the most modern stuff he's in, like Good Girls. He's amazing. You've brought up Good Girls on like seven episodes. I love Good Girls. I didn't know you yeah, liked I the love girls. it, and he does such a good job. In it. Girl, we gotta talk. Yeah, about we'll good talk girls. about it later, Austin. Like we got, we we have shit to talk All about. Right. No, it's so good. There's such a good okay. cast. I can't, I can't even start. I just wanted to remark what a good, what a good actor he is, and then I also wanted to remark about the fact that I really, really wanted them to use the umbrella. At the end. The stab. I wanted yes. it so badly. I was like, why? Like, it was right there. It was literally in the periphery. They did everything else and did so many more, like, things that brought, like, tied it to the original. I wish, I agree with you, Emma. I wish they would have It was right the there. And I was just, I thought for sure. I leaned over to Kate. I said, they're going to use the umbrella. And then they didn't. I was you like, did. Why not? <laughs> but why? Uh, fun fact. I will say that the lead actress, Melissa, did, uh, in that particular scene, Apparently stabbed uh, Jack Quaid's character 25 times. And 25 has been 25 years since the original film came out. So <laughs> Oddly specific. Just a fun fact. I don't know why I love that so much, but that means a lot to me. <laughs> I know. Whenever I found out about it, I was like, I went, whenever I saw it a second time, I counted and I was like, oh, <laughs> one. So two, this is what three. I'm talking about. <laughs> This I, I was I was like one two three four five six seven eight. We Austin and I are the toxic fans that this movie was making fun of, and I understand that. I get it. Oh God, yeah. But we also it's like we're the ones who love you the most. <laughs> I feel Seriously. very Kathy Bates. I, mean, right I was now, literally but- about to say, like, Kate, you sound exactly like Kathy Bates in Misery. I know. I love you the most. But I love so them. It's okay. It's okay. Love. So you. it's okay. It's fine. But here's the thing. I appreciate what they're trying to do and I will support them no matter what. I will support them blindly because I love this franchise. I love what it's done. I love what it's done for horror in general, for horror culture. It is iconic. The Stab franchise is somehow hi- iconic and that's not even a real movie franchise. I know and I want to watch it. And I want to watch it. I love it. I want to watch other actors remake the Scream movies because that's how obsessed I am. I don't care. They'll probably cast someone like Tori Spelling. <laughs> I love the Tori Spelling shit. I love all of it. I love the effort and the love that goes into these movies. And that's why it's going to be really hard to rank them. But we do need to rank them. So I've looked into the critical reception for each of these movies. But before I did that, I ranked them myself. So I would not be influenced by the critics or the audience so i want each of us to give our rankings and then i'll tell you how the critics ranked it and how the audience ranked it which may or may not be the same okay emma i want you to give it to me dirty just like 
Give me the numbers. Boom, boom, boom. How do you rank them? I rank it one. Okay. Two. Oh. Four. Oh. Five. Three. Oh my God. <laughs> really? Yes. Jesus. Really? Wait, wait, I hold on. I I have to write this down. I can't believe that this is I can't believe this is that surprising. Like I feel like this is pretty classic. Oh my three is last? Okay, so you Emma said one. Two insane. Um one, two, what was it? Five? Four, four? okay. Five three. three. Jesus Christ. Okay. And I, um, I would be open to switching the five and the three. No, you you've you've made you've made your bed. <laughs> you have to sleep in it now. <laughs> That's right. Austin. My ranking, my personal ranking is one Okay. Five. <laughs> what? Three. <laughs> what? Two and four. What? Four is your last, Austin? Four is my last. Honestly, I would put three at my first, but I know everyone would kill me. So Emma Roberts was so good in four. I okay. So I should I? I'm gonna say mine. I'm gonna okay. say it as I write it down because honestly, I just gotta like. I just gotta come from the heart. This is I, on, wild. This is wild. So okay. So first is um two. Before one? I'm obviously joking. Oh. Okay, I was like, I was you have to have one. Throat. I'm like, you can't have two if you can't have one. Joking. So, okay, yeah, one. Mm. Kate, you're out of time. You have to decide. I know, I can't. I can't. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to say one, four. Are you fucking? Oh, I mean, I loved it. Three. So. What three is no, before no, no, two? No, no, no. One, four, five, three, two. Are you what the fuck? So that surprises me because <laughs> no, Scream Two was like a very popular one as well. Like it was good. good. It was almost as good as the. She first put one. it no. <laughs> I put it last. I Kate love all of these movies. Last. You the ending was three, terrible. The one where the they had the random explosion of the house. You put that before. Honey, the explosion is why it goes before. That's my oh, favorite the, part. Honey, the third one had me solo because of Parker Posey. <laughs> I love number three. Number three, I know, is the it's most polarizing, funny. but it's well, hilarious. Because they have Carrie Fisher and number three do a cameo. And For no fucking Parker reason. Posey. I know no reason. Parker, Parker Posey, Posey and Gail Weathers team up. I'm like, I just love I three. love the Parker Posey, Gail Weathers team up. I'm here for it. I'm going to shame you it's and fan, remind It's you. fan service. That you are putting movies without Randy above movies with Randy. <gasps> Stop it. No, I didn't. Damn. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. So you no, just no, 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 no. You sit on that and no. think about what you've no, done. No, 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 no. Okay, here, here, here. Listen. Nope. I <laughs> can't do okay. it. No, I'll revise it. I'll revise it. Oh, revise. she couldn't revise hers. Okay, okay I'm going right. to say one. Oh, my God. This is awful. It's hard. <laughs> I hate this. All right. One is easy, and then it gets awful. I'm going to say one. <laughs> you're just going to have to say one, two, and then you're just going to come up with your own. I was going to say, she's literally going to say the same shit, and I'm going to be like, well, no, he wasn't in those, Kate. It's one. I'm going to say it's okay. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I you have to put- do it. I have to do it. Okay. I have to do it. I'm going to no say. Talk to her. Put her in a silo. Oh my god, I'm like sweating. All right, one. Okay, one five. What the fuck? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Three two. <laughs> <laughs> 
You hate so Randy's Randy. Randy's still at the bottom. Fuck you, you Kate. I adore Randy, but he's not Randy, in no. it that much, and they kill him. So Sarah honestly, Michelle it's Gellar out of my love for Randy. Movie. You hate it's, the 90s. It's okay. It's out. Just accept okay. it. First of all, that was the early 2000s. Y'all Look put, at the makeup. Put number five as number two. I, I, the, I will tell you why five. because it was the most authentic. Yes, it was the most authentic. Yes, Austin. What t- Austin? Tell tell the club members our discussion. It literally, tell the club members our discussion before we watch this movie because Austin and I watched this movie at the same time, but in two different time zones. So by I the was time in the theater with you, what do you mean y'all watched it at a different time? She had watched it before me because she's three hours ahead of me. So I had a 10 o'clock showing. I guess she, I don't know what we time We also had a 10 was. o'clock showing. Y'all had a 10 o'clock showing, so it was 7 o'clock my time. Yeah. She had texted me around, I don't know, 9 o'clock or so, right before I got into the theater. and We, she, had, we, I, had, we had a rule. We had a conversation beforehand, and I said, Kate, before you see this movie, because you're going to see it before me because we're on two different time zones, mm-hmm. I want you to give me one word to describe Scream 5 before I see it. And before I saw it, the one word she's texting me was authentic. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, they tied in everything from the original Scream, and then they gave us things from 2, 3, and 4. So I that's why I just... I, I It's kind of like people are describing it like a love letter yes. to like Wes Craven. And I yes. couldn't agree more with that. I think Wes would be very proud. I think he would be proud. I think one is obviously the perfect movie that's ever existed. Of course. Of course. And then, you know, two was the best sequel they could have done. Like, they know they were making a sequel. They knew there was going to be a lot of eyes on the sequel. And so they made fun of it as much as they could. But they kept it very screamy. But it was like scream light. And the ending was bad. (laughs) So. It was. That's why it's last. Number three was just. I don't know how much cocaine they had in that writer's room, but they were just like, we're going to do whatever we feel like. (laughs) This is the third. Kate, you said, uh, let me just clarify. You put Scream 4 or Scream. Oh, I see. You put Scream 2 last. I see. Never mind. Scream Scream 2 stayed last, I'm afraid to say. And I liked Scream 2. Then you have 4, which I think was um, a true return to form and was also a long time after the original trilogy and I thought they did a really good job and I really liked Hayden Panettiere and I liked the cameos and I thought it was funny. I thought it was genuinely funny and I liked how they involved the original cast. Then you have Scream 5 which honestly had so much love put into it and so many cameos. It had a good story. I was happy with who the killers were. I was happy with how they handled it. I was happy with the self-reverence. I was happy with the casting and the acting and the directing. And I just really liked it. Is it Scream 1? No. Nothing's going to be Scream 1. Ever. And I have accepted that. But I think that that's why I've got to put it second. Not a close second, but second. So 1, 5, 4, 3, 2. So just as a recap, Austin is one five three two four yeah you you are one five four three two and mm-hmm. i am i've revised mine okay. one four two five three okay so you just switched the two and the four yeah i actually i really really liked the fourth movie i was shocked by how much i liked it it felt like such a classic scream that like yes austin apparently well, fucking hates it but no. <laughs> so i really did for a long time i will say i did just watch it for a second time um 
or not for a second time, but like recently. Uh, I was about the, to say. Not for a second time. I've seen it multiple times, but I watched it recently for uh, having not seen it for a long time. And I did have a better appreciation for it. I love that they did have Gail Weathers in it a, more like pr- predominantly mm-hmm. and they had her interacting with the cast more. Yeah. I, I do wish they had that kind of in with Scream 5. But I, but yeah, so I don't know. No, yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I just, I feel like in uh, Scream 4, whenever I watched it, I, it was, I watched it once, obviously, with Kate and Austin, and then I watched it in anticipation of seeing Scream 5. I watched it the day I went to see Scream 5, because I just wanted to yeah. make sure I was up to date, and I was, like, put it on randomly in the morning, and I was shocked by how much I genuinely enjoyed it, and how much mm-hmm. I enjoyed the character, and I thought that Emma Roberts as the, um, as the, the, um, the bad Ghostface. guy in it. Yeah, as <laughs> Ghostface. I thought she was shockingly, like, her acting was amazing for it. Watching her, like, f- like throw herself on the coffee table. I feel to, like, like that's broke. her personality. <laughs> yeah. <did> too. <laughs> it was just, like, I thought it was so impressive. So let me move on and just tell y'all really quickly about okay. what the reviews looked like for Scream 5. Because I feel like if we talk about all of the, like, the critical reception, I feel like it's still coming in. I think it's still fresh. So, so far, Scream 5 has got a 77% by critics and 83% by audience. So, overall, well really good. I'm mm-hmm. not going to put it in context of the others because I'm going to do that in a second. So, the one that I thought was interesting, a review I thought was interesting, was by Jenny Nolf of the Austin Chronicle. Kate's, Kate and Chris's uh, old-time favorite. The Austin Chronicle and I never get along. Yeah. You'll get along this time. Will we? Scream is a blast. A solid setup for more to come. And the reason I use this one is, do y'all think there are more to come? Oh, there's definitely more to come. At least one more. Because look, what I heard and read that they were doing, like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park had the first three originals, and then it had the second, and now it's ending with the third, and ending in the, the second trilogy with the new third film. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to end the Scream franchise with one more film. One more. I agree. See, when I left the theater, I had no idea they were doing another one. So that was very enlightening for me. Another one. Made by Scream fans for Scream fans. This Correct. is an entertaining <laughs> continuation that proves there's life yet in the franchise, but only just. Ew. This is by Joshua Winning of the Radio Times. I mentioned this one because I totally agree with it. Hmm. Like, I, I truly feel like there's just enough because you, you're getting a little bit of the characters you love and the classic characters that I keep talking about. But one dies. The other two are like, oh, I'm I'm like moving on with my family, like really giving their like wave. You know, they're not going to be in the next one. And that's why I feel like it's just enough. If they weren't in it, I wouldn't be about this movie. Oh, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I think they definitely needed to have them in it. Um, I, I, I think what they did is they're giving us like a setup and a backstory for the final film. Um, mm-hmm. like I think they just overloaded us with a lot of information in screen five with a lot of new characters, but also tied in some of the originals, which gave us a little bit of comfort. So I think with screen mm-hmm. six, they'll just bring it all together. Like, I just, hope so. I hope so too. I hope so. And then my last review is from Mark Kermode from Kermode and Mayo's film review, our favorite. Sure. Of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> who does, who doesn't know those guys? 
Remember the thr- remembering the thrill of the original and just how brilliantly of its time it was, this is just all right. The Halloween reboot <gasps> was far more surprising. Ew, no, it wasn't. Reconfiguration. No, it wasn't, though. Okay, well, <laughs> no, have you seen wasn't. Halloween Kills? Like, that was like, oh my It's God. the same fucking movie. Okay, wow. And I love Jamie well, Lee Curtis, and I love the Halloween films, but I'm sorry. It screams better. Absolutely. It's inferior. Yes. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I have no horse in this race. I just really wanted to see. I'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, you are outnumbered here, whatever your yeah, name is. Sorry. From whatever review site. Sorry. No, no I no, love no, Halloween, no, no, no. And, but sorry. Sydney Absolutely is not. different than Laurie and better. Halloween me. does not have the heart <laughs> that this series has. It just doesn't. Not at this point. No. Austin, I'm so sorry, but Sydney is different than Lori and better. <laughs> and better. <laughs> okay. And now for the ultimate review by critics with 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Number two. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you. It's I mean, insane. I knew I, I could imagine it having a high rating, but I did not know it was going to be that high. Higher than the first. Oh, God, no. I would have <laughs> never expected that. Are you serious? You know what? I don't even care what the rest of this says because this is bullshit. In second place. Okay. With 79%. Mm-hmm. Scream 1. This is such bullshit. That's crazy. Okay. I'm writing it down, but, like, this is dumb. And I just want everyone I to I know I think this, this is dumb. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> In third place, with 77%. Okay. Scream five. Ooh. Well, y'all both wanted it towards no, the no, front. I, like, I, I, I did, but Scream two is above Scream one and five. Yeah, none of us win. <laughs> I, I think that's. I think I. I think I know where this is going. But please, t- you know what? I don't. I don't know where this is going. Tell me what happens. In fourth place, what did they do to my boy? Dropping down from seventy seven percent to sixty one percent on Rotten that's Tomatoes. Bad. That's bad. Scream four. You know what? Fuck you. That's how. That's what I think. I really thought Scream four was good. Like I will advocate for it. Well, now that I watch it years later, I do find it to be pretty good. But like, I don't know. I just never. I couldn't get attached to it like I could the other. Here's ones. the thing. Scream four came right after the first trilogy. So like, that's that those was, are big shoes yeah. to fill. Oh, definitely. And I think we probably had really high expectations. You know, so we did, which is why we tried to sneak into it. Of course. I think that's probably the difference is that I watched Scream four. I don't remember it from when we watched in the theaters, but I watched Scream four like right before I saw Scream five and. And it, I thought Kirby was like magnetic. And so then and just tell me what they did to Scream 3. Just tell me. I'm so mad. What did they so do? So it's obviously my, in Massacred last my boy. And I'll go ahead and tell you that was by both critics and audience. No. Um, but the critic review of Scream 3 was 41%. <laughs> oh, no. 41%. Well, can I just Trash. add in real quick? They had to rewrite the whole thing because originally the original script was supposed to have Stu Mocker in it, but they had to rewrite <gasps> it because the Columbine shootings happened because he eventually, because like Stu Mocker was in prison and he convinced high school students to go and kill people. But whenever the Columbine shootings happened, they had to rewrite Jesus. the whole script so that there was no high school students involved. Shit. So Matthew Lillard was supposed to be in that Even movie. Wes Craven in a side interview, like the few years ago said that Stu Mocker is alive. Oh my god. It's, okay, so I will ignore this horrific um, ranking that the critics <laughs> have given me. I will ignore two as number one? No. I'm sorry, but no. Really incorrect. 
it, this is not Incorrect. aliens. This is not alien and then aliens. Like you no, can't no, no, be no, no. Scream one. No, 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 no Omega Beta Zeta for number one. But I will take the fact that Stu Mocker might still be alive. I'm I'll holding on to it. Me too. Well, that leaves us to our scoreboard. So if you're new here, we have a huge scoreboard where we slot in every single movie we've ever covered. It is um, messy. And uh, let's just see where Scream 5 goes. For reference, let's see, Emma, where's Scream 1 on our ratings? On our rankings, Scream I should say. Scream 1 is, let me find it. How far do I have to draw for it? Okay, well, girl, I'm leaving this podcast if you're going to say that because that's some bullshit. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I, know. I went down too low. Scream, so to, to date, we have 67 episodes or 67 movies rankings. on this ranking. Yes. And at a sweet number 16 is Scream. <sighs> that's okay. really good, actually. I mean, I guess that's, that's really okay. good. I wish it was in at least the top 10, but I'll handle for 16. I'll need you to trust me, Austin, when I say that this is a top... Scream 1 is a top five movie for me. Okay. But this the scoreboard is about compromise. <laughs> so. um, and let me just say, I was not a part of Scream being put at number 16. That's so. true. So we can all blame Chris. Let's just yeah, let's all blame Chris. Fucking Chris's put, ass. God damn it. To put context, above Scream, you have at number 15, Hereditary. At number oh, 14, shit. Midsommar. And at number 13, The Babadook. Below oh, Scream, you have right. number 17, Carrie, number 18, The Shining, number 19, Creep. I'm surprised The Shining is so low. I know. Me too. I wasn't a part of it. I wasn't a part of this, Austin. <laughs> this ties in really beautifully with the intro of Scream 5, which is when she's talking about how she doesn't like dumb horror movies and she likes thought-provoking horror movies like the Baba Duck. Oh my God, she yeah. did mention that in Scream 5. She did. That, that was like the whole part. Well, Th- that was the whole point. I mean, I love the Baba Duck because uh, Netflix accidentally put Baba Duck on the gay movie list for LGBT month. Oh, honey. So the gays love Baba Duck. We are all Baba Shook. We are all we are Baba, Baba Shook here. We are aware. <laughs> Is that how it got such a following with the, with the gay community? Seriously, because I, they accidentally put it on the LGBTQ That's hilarious. I love section. that. Yeah. He, he is gay. His boyfriend is Pennywise. It is canon. We're moving right along, though. We're back to Scream 5. That's We're back to so Scream good. 5. you got to catch up. We're back I to can't. Scream 5. Austin, I'm going to give you the honors as Club Princess for just this episode. Don't get cocky. But as Club Princess, you get to slot this movie wherever you'd like to slot it. Oh, Do you want me to read you God. some different ones and tell me where to stop? Yes, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. Actually, no. I have the easy answer for this because it can't be above Scream 1, and it's almost as good as it, so I will say number 17. It does not go above The Shining. I'm so sorry, guys. Absolutely not. It does not go above Creep. I refuse. Okay. I mean, the, I, I just, I can't okay. go past 20. Okay. Don't little, let me go past 20, Why don't we put 20, it? Please. No, Austin, above, Austin is wearing the tiara. Above Little Shop of Horror. Look, I love Little Shop of Horrors too. It is really good, but that was a one and done thing. Scream I'm has carried on. It deserves some recognition. Austin. I'm sorry. It was kind of a big deal. It was kind of a big deal. <laughs> that was they never carried on with Little Shop of Horrors. I'm sorry. We've moved on. Oh my God, I'm dying. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. The- Whatever. We really, we Believe really me, do it to, to our own. That's green you know what I, mean? I hope like, Audrey too eats your face off. We just throw it in the mud. All right. So 
So, Austin. Girl, I'm not going below so 20. This is above I'm sorry. Little I mean, or higher than 20. I'm not going sure? higher than 20. Are we sure about this, Austin? Then y'all just need to reevaluate reevaluate your list because. So, Kate, this is on you for okay. giving him exclusive okay. rights to making this and having no consensus. I was not. I was not screened on this. No one <laughs> else said. Um, I'm picketing this, and no, no, this yeah, is I am. Y'all thought you had a website. Okay. I'm not so sorry, the website. Gave me the I'm leaving. I'm, I'm done. Because Little Shop of Horrors is a gym. You can't pick at your own club. What number is Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, shit. God damn it. All right. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I know. You're like, you would be good at poker. Sorry. I'm sticking with 20, bitch. <laughs> Emma, Emma is playing. Whoa. Like I love you. You're my sister, Whoa. but still, bitch. <laughs> you and Chris... You and Chris used to always talk about tokens. Okay. I have five Stop. tokens I'm sorry. Now I, from you blindly giving it to this maniac. I have five tokens from you blindly saying that Austin gets to randomly rank our list. So you don't get any tokens. No. All right, all right, club members. Listen. If you agree with me that this is bullshit and we're being we're being we taken dis- over by we the will princess, cons- I will consider and need you to send an tokens. email. To Nightlight gmail.com and say you no. are irate. <laughs> Club I'm sorry, but Scream Five is a, is ahead of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I'm sorry. That makes me want to vomit. But but while while you're emailing me angrily, if you could just do me a favor and just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> that would be. Hey, I love hate mail. Send it to. <laughs> <laughs> we are off the rails, guys. We are off the rails. All right, I think that I think it's time to wrap it up. We have some private fights to have about the rankings that are on the notebook in front of me. Yeah, honey, I just booked a red eye. I'll see y'all in a few hours. You are correct. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys so much. If you s- stuck around this long, we love you. We appreciate you. You are A plus club members, and just thank you so so much. Okay. Well, thank you guys for having me. I this has been a lot of fun. I really <laughs> do appreciate you listeners to listening to my gay ass on my opinion. So, <laughs> thank you. Well, Austin, you have the floor for final notes. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we close up? As always, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, you guys. Stay Bye. spoopy. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.